It is week four of the high school football season in the Siouxland. Welcome into another edition of the SCJ Preps podcast here on SiouxCityJournal.com. I'm your host, Zach James, the assistant sports editor here at the the Journal. And with me, as always, is sports editor who has written four stories for Wednesday's edition of the Journal, sports editor Justin Russ. Justin, do you have any energy? Are you, do you still have some gas in the tank for this podcast, my friend? I had no gas in the tank after watching Kirk Cousins throw that horrific interception on Sunday. That is you know, true. I've been, I've been just trying to trudge through since then, since I've given up hope on him as a quarterback. So, you know. We actually do have a story in Wednesday's edition from the Associated Press on how Cousins uh, has, has kind of learned on what he did or did not do uh, from Sunday's loss to the Packers. But, Let's talk about some high school football here in this episode of the podcast. Uh, the games that we're looking at this week in the Siouxland and in the area are North and Lamar's. Uh, Lamar's, I think that's Lamar's' first game at their new field. We'll talk a little bit more about that here in a minute. West travels uh, not necessarily downtown, but closer to downtown uh, to face Pitcher Peelan at Memorial Field. Council Bluffs, Abraham Lincoln will face Sioux City East. Social Blue Fluton, who is ranked uh, eighth in class three in, the, in this week's Associated Press Bowl, will uh, be on the road at Boyden Hole Rock Valley. Dakota Valley plays a big game at home this week against Sioux Falls Christian. And South Sioux City plays at Crete, Nebraska. Hopefully I'm saying that right. It's Nebraska, yep. so, so it's who Crete. knows? So who knows? And then the Ilya games that we're probably going to talk about uh, in this episode as well include Galen Catholic playing West Sioux, Westwood hosting Missouri Valley, Remsen St. Mary's facing River Valley, OABCIG will travel to Storm Lake, and uh, South O'Brien and Paulina will host Sioux Central. Well, let's start off here in the city, Justin, and talk about the game that Barry Poe will be at on Friday night as... The Stars will face the Bulldogs at a new field up in Lamar's. Uh, I, I'm sure the kids are excited to get out there and uh, play, on, play on some new ground. Yeah, they really are. This has been something that's been a big project. Uh, Wells Blue Bunny has helped out a lot with it, too, and there's been a lot of fundraising in the area. And Yeah, it's a whole new stadium, a whole new football field. It's going to be a turf field in Lamar's. And, uh, you know, it's, it's something that they're hoping to have when the season started, but rain in the spring delayed the project a bit, and there's a little bit more rain. And, in August, I delayed it. But, no, um, talking to Gabe Tardive, Gabe Tardive on uh, Saturday, he said everything looks to be ready to go for it. Um, I emailed the AD, uh, uh, Carlton Hector, and, and he, he said everything is looking good to go for it, too. It shouldn't be any roadblocks for it. And, you know, it should be a pretty good game, too, because Lamar's comes into this 2-1. and one. Um, They beat MLC Floyd Valley pretty handily. Had a close game against Sheldon, 27-25, lost to Sioux Center to open the season. They're 2-1. and one. They face the North team that just picked up their first win. Um, the thing about Lamar's is they've been able to throw the ball really well. Tate Westhoff has 725 yards passing and 10 touchdowns with no interceptions and a 59.2% completion percentage. He's really passed well. And Isaac Toki and, and, and Colton Hogue have 13 receptions and 11 receptions, four touchdowns each. And, you know, when they've been able to run the ball, uh, Trevor Smith has run pretty well. He's averaging 4.7 yards per carry and it's 247 yards. So it's an offense that's been able to score some points too. I mean, even the loss to Sioux Center, they, they, they scored 32 points in the loss, lost on a last-second touchdown by Sioux Center. So 
Lamar's offense has been pretty pretty potent this year, and they're looking to go three and one. And and, and for them, that that's a pretty good start. I'd have to go back a little bit to find the last time they've gone three and one. Now I don't know how Lamar's defense is, but how do you think they can try and stop a, a rusher like Brady Wapunek of North? Um, honestly, I'd I'd stuff the box a little bit because you know North has had some trouble throwing the ball, whether it's been a Hauge or or Lovering, they they've really had trouble throwing the ball. Part of it's because the protection up front hasn't been that clean this year, uh, in that aspect. I mean, they are completing. Uh, Hauge uh, has completed fifty three point two percent of his passes, but you know they've got three interceptions. Um, I, I'd really kind of stack the box and, and make them beat you through the passing game. They can spread it around, but I was kind of surprised they only scored uh, twenty points this past week against West. Uh, Brady Wavering is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, seventy attempts. He's at 4.5 yards per carry, 337 yards. A lot of it was this past week. So if you can stack the box and force them to throw, it's forced them into some mistakes uh, the past the past uh, few weeks. So Because they were trailing West at one point in that game too. Yes, they were. Yes, they were. And, and I should say the last time Lamar started 3-1 and one was actually last year. Then they, then they lost their next five games. So they're hoping to avoid that this year. But they're looking for a second straight 3-1 and one start. Which I'm, which like you just said, hopefully they can avoid a, a five-game losing streak like they did last year, and I think they can get to the three one more uh, this week as well. Moving back to the city now, Weston Heelan, I will be at that game. Make sure you follow me on on Twitter at Zachary W James. Is uh, I'll provide updates uh, throughout the night, maybe even a couple video highlights as Memorial Field has Wi-Fi. Thank you, Heelan and Briar Cliff. Uh, this is a must-win game for both teams. Um, both teams are hurting right now. Both teams are going three. Um, we we discovered that uh, Heelan quarterback Brent Hogue is out for the season, out for pretty much the most of the school year with a vertebrae um, issue. But man, for Heelan, for a program that has had a lot of success both locally and state statewide. Um, this is a must-win game. It's a must-win game for West, too, but it is absolutely a must-win game for Keelan. Yeah, it is. They want to harbor any playoff hopes. It's a must-win. Right now, I'd say those playoff hopes, even if they do win, are bleak, uh, considering they've got Sergeant Bluff, Luton, Dennison, Trushleg, Lamar, Stormlake, and Spencer left. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty uh, tough schedule mm-hmm. right there for a team that's only scored 13 points this season. And, yes, I know they're on, uh, you know, Luke Longville is the quarterback, but he's got a 40.6 completion percentage, no touchdown passes. And Brant Hogue is a big loss uh, um, in that. And, and, and um, you know, sorry it had to end this way his senior season, especially he'll, he'll miss football and basketball from what I've heard. He could be back for baseball, and hopefully he is. It would be nice to end his season on a high note there. But Heelan's got uh, – I've said this plenty of times. I'm probably a broken record for this. They have to find a way to run the ball. Brenton Schaefer leads the team in rushing on with 43 yards on only 10 attempts. Jake Koontz, 41 yards on only 13 attempts. They need to run the ball more. If I'm via quick stats, they've ran the ball uh, 33 times, it looks like. 33 times. They need to run the well, hold on, hold on. Let me make sure my math is right. Sorry, yeah, you'd be better at quick math than I would be. 43 times they've ran the ball. That's not a lot. That's not a lot. That's not a lot. So, I don't know. 43 times is, is in three games. 
I get you're playing from behind a little bit, and there might be a lot of three and outs. 43 times in three games, you're not rushing the ball even close to 20 times per game. No. You know, not even 15 a game. And I, I, I do get it. Like I said, they're playing behind sometimes, so they do have to go to the ball. They do have to pass the ball a little bit more. But they need to find a way to run the ball a lot more, especially with Brent Howgown. And I'm, I said I've been a broken record for that. But Brenton Schaefer is averaging four point three yards per carry. You might have something there. Yeah, yeah. If, if he can continue averaging yep. that, he yeah. would be would be much better off. Granted, now, you know teams are probably stacked in the box yeah. too. So that's the thing there. So, and we'll we'll see what West has too. Caleb French came in and played quarterback for West. He was five to six passing with two touchdowns, one hundred twenty nine yards, which was by far the best quarterback play they've had so far this season. So if they can find something there, that'll be interesting. But right now, West's offense has been pretty – it's been struggling outside those two touchdowns that French threw. So. Yeah, let's stick with the Wolverines for a second. Do you think their game against North last week, albeit it ended in a loss, do you count that as a moral victory for the Wolverines? No, I don't because they had they had the lead in that game. They, were, they had the first two scores that game, and they kind of gave it back. I mean, they lost in – the in, in in a tight fashion in a game they could have won. I don't I don't count as a moral victory because it's a game they should have won. I don't really put moral victories on games they should have won because you know they were up. They should have they should have finished it out. So you know that's that that one's gonna really sting. If there's any game this year that's gonna sting, it's gonna be that one for them. So and now you face a healing team where while we've railed on the offense a little bit, this is a team that has only allowed forty seven points this season. Um the last two games, 20, 20 of those points came against East in the first week. So they, uh-huh. they've been pretty solid against a Western Christian team that's ranked against a Glenwood team that's ranked against the Sioux City East team that was receiving votes uh, the previous week. Um, Glenwood has gone, went on to score 47 points against a Carroll Kemper Catholic team uh, that was receiving votes last week. So Glenwood can score points and Helan held them to 17. So a Western Christian 10 points as a team that lit up Boyden Hall Rock Valley pretty well. So, you know, West is going to have to – they really need to find a way to move the ball again. And they're just a young team trying to figure some things out. And this could be a rough game for them facing that Helon defense. Absolutely. Absolutely. Make sure to follow me again on Zachary W. James on Twitter for updates throughout the night on that game. On the other side of town, East faces Council Bluffs, Abraham Lincoln. East got smacked in the map last week in a 41 nothing loss against Sergeant Bluff. Uh, Justin, I know you played high school football. I did not because I'm small and I ran cross country, but that's beyond the point. I don't know if you experienced a loss like that in your high school career, but if you're on a team that experiences a, that runs into a wall like that, how do you think a team like East can respond like that? They just have to move past it. I know it's tough to say, but they, they just have to move past it. And you're, you're going from a, a Sergeant Bluff team that's probably the best in the Metro. Um, between them and Dakota Valley, that'd be a heck of a game. Um, to a Abraham Lincoln team that, um, to say the least, has struggled. Um, yes, they beat North in the first week of the season. Since then, like last week, they got walloped 70-7. So you move your focus to them, and you move your focus to getting back in the wind column. You press that game back because if they think about it too much, it's really going to cause some issues. And this is a team that's, gonna, that's looking to make the playoffs. A 3-1 yeah. start goes a long way to this. And this is a very, I don't want to say must-win game, this is a very winnable game for East. Um, like I said, since that first game against North, they have struggled. Denison Schleswig, 56 points. Lewis Central, 70 points. This is where the East offense needs to find a way to get on track. Um, because 
Jefferson's not going to throw the ball like Sergeant Bluff Luton. Daniel Wright's not back there throwing the ball for Lincoln. Derek Fitzgerald's not there catching the ball for Lincoln. They're still in Sergeant Bluff. So if you can find a way to slow down the run game, which they were able – I mean, Stormer Swedler did get some runs off against East, but they, they, they did a good job of containing at times. And, and so if they can get some scores against Lincoln, that'll go a long ways here. Because like I said, Lincoln has been, you know, 70 points and 56 points and it's given up 18 to North. So, Do you think having an extended time off, I guess I get it was an, it's an extra night, but do you think having, do you think this week could be good for the Black Raiders and, and maybe finding who they are, finding their identity, something along those lines? I think it's good. You know, every extra day to watch film, extra day to work on some things. I'll maybe add a little twist or two in there, maybe spend one of the days working on something new instead of just going to normal game prep like you would every week. Um, the one thing is it is homecoming for East. There are some, some distractions there, but if they could work out a new wrinkle day or something too, that, that'd be good too because they've got some running backs. I'm, I'm really impressed, impressed with the running backs they have. Cage, Kellen, Kyler, Peterson, Tajon Jones, Dylan Harper. They've got a clod of running backs there. However, I do feel Tajon Jones needs the ball a little bit more. He's been dynamic. I think if you can find some ways to get him the ball more, That'd be good because he's got a lot of speed. Is he young? Yes, they have a lot of good running backs. Yes, Kellen, 5.5 yards per carry. Peterson, 5.1 yards per carry. Harper, 4.7. Tejon Jones, 14.4 yards per (laughs) carry average. I just feel he needs to have the ball in his hands more, try and get him around that edge a little bit more. Maybe it's because defenses are looking for it. I don't know, but he's got to be the thing because – and Casey Blake really needs to get back on track because he was really off last week passing-wise. Yeah, and hopefully they can do that against uh, Abraham Lincoln coming up on Friday. Elsewhere in the Metro, Sergeant Blue Fluton ranked eighth in Class 3A, uh, travels to Borden Hole Rock Valley for, I don't know if this is the Warriors' um, toughest test so far this season. Maybe uh, Lewis nope. Central could be in that conversation. Lewis, but, Lewis uh, Central would be the one, yeah, I'd say yeah, Lewis Central. Yeah. Yeah. But this is this will be a good challenge for the Warriors, too, facing uh, BHRV. God, just how, how – look at this schedule for, for Boyd and Hall Rock Valley. West Sioux, Western Christian, West Lyon, Sergeant Bluff. You know, this – and, you know, they played West Lyon pretty tight last week. I think it was, 20, it was 21-21 at some point. And West Lyon hadn't allowed a point yet this season. So, Boyd and Hall, I don't want to say desperate, but they know if they make the playoffs, they got to get some wins because yeah. they do have Central Line, who is tough but also winless. Okaboji, Sheldon, MLC Floyd Valley, Sioux Center. Those are four wins. I'm going to say it right now. Those are four wins. If they can beat Central Line, there's five. They're probably going to need six to get into the playoffs. This is the game. This is probably a little desperation mode for Boyden Hall. I bet you saw it a little bit last week against West Line. And they are dangerous. I mean, offensively, this is, you know, this is probably, like I said, Lewis Central was a tougher team, but Boyden Hall is going to really come after them too. Keaton Mosier threw 37 times last week, 25 mm. of 37 against a good, a very good West Lion defense. 380 yards, three touchdowns. Alex Godfordson, seven catches, 118 yards. Josh Heitrider, nine catches, 130 yards, two touchdowns. Now, if anyone knows anything about Boyden Hall, Rock Valley, they've got a lot of kids at, at Northwestern right now. Cade Mosier's really been become a deep threat for them at Northwestern the last couple of weeks. Cody Post, who was a big speed threat for for them, he's at Northwestern now. He's I think he's a running back at Northwestern now, and they're pretty deep at that position. Nate Rice is there too, so so. But he he was a big speed threat for him too. Um, I believe there's another Mosier at 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 
Northwestern. So, you know, they've had some deep threats go go places. You saw Spencer Teeslaw at seven receptions, 78 yards. So I feel Sergeant Bluff Luton is really going to be tested during the air here. And that could open some things up running-wise. Cody Noble rushed for 93 yards in a touchdown last week. You know, Boyden Hall can run the ball. They've been able to do it in the past. They'll be able to do it this year. But Keaton Mosier in peak form, he's ready to go. He's got weapons. Sergeant Bluff Luton really has to be ready for the for the passing attack next week. This is really going to be the biggest team that's thrown the the team that's really thrown the ball against them. Lewis Central, while they threw thirty times, their biggest thing, you know, they're kind of I'm sorry, they didn't throw the ball thirty times. I was looking at Sergeant Bluff stats. I apologize for that. Um, they threw the ball fourteen times against them. So their big thing was the ground game. You know, Brady Miller got 177 uh-huh. yards, and you know Harlan. They're a team that can throw the ball a bit, but after Preston Mulligan, their quarterback's more of a dual threat guy. I believe uh, I believe Jackson Munson threw the ball about 20 times in that game, 25 times. He's 10 of 25. So they weren't tested big time, and, and he ran for 59 yards. They're kind of more of a mix of this. This is a pure out passing team, uh, and, and East is more of a running team too. So this is the first time they're going to be very, very tested throughout the air. Do you think Sergeant Bluff can handle Sergeant Bluff's defense can handle a pass a passing offense like Boyden Hall? It will be interesting. He got behind them a couple times last week, and you know, just Casey Blake met us badly on the passes. You know, one of their first plays should have been a touchdown because of a deep pass where the guy beat him. So it'll be interesting to see what they learned from that film. Uh, where the safeties roll over, who they're covered, if they're going to run man or zone. Because I, I believe Justin Smith can run either of them. And, you know, there's still some young defensive backs back there, but it'll be interesting uh, to see what they do. I think they can handle it. It'll, uh, this will be a potent attack, so don't be surprised if Boyden Hall puts up 30 against Sergeant Bluff Luton because of this. But if Sergeant Bluff Luton can get his passing game going, um, it'll be interesting to see how Boyden Hall Rock Valley stops that because they're coming off a ground and pound team like West Lyon. West Lyon's always been known for their ground and pound. Nothing's changed there. Um, so it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how they handle uh, Daniel Wright back there. Um, granted, they faced Hunter Decker's week one, and he passed for a lot of yards. Yes, he did. Um, you know, Cade Lynott and Blake Bell even had a big game. So they've been testing the air before. I think West Sioux has a better passing attack than Tommy Bluff Luton, but, you know, that's comparing the best passing attack. I mean, Sergeant Bluff Luton still has a very, very good passing attack. And, um, yeah, West Line only passed it 10 times last week. So, granted, they got an 84-yard touchdown out of it. But, um, so, it's to be different. We'll see which team stops the pass better in this game. That's going to be the key. And I think the advantage goes to Sergeant Bluff Luton because I think they, they have a little better chance of stopping the pass than Boyden Hall Rock Valley. Say SPL does win this game and, and Boyden Hall Rock Valley drops another one. How frustrated would you be as as a fan of the Nighthawks or even as a coach of the Nighthawks or a player of the Nighthawks that you've had to play four tough teams to start the season and you don't have much to show for it? Well, you know, then they just got to look at Central Lion next week uh, who, who can say the same dang thing about it. And you can either lick your wounds and complain about it or you can see that Central Lion played – West Line, West Sioux, Spirit Lake, Western Christian, and Boyden Hall, Rock Valley. So, you know, they can look at Central Line. They can say the same thing. And they got to turn around and face the Central Line team, Central Line Georgia Little Rock team that's had the same thing happen to them. In that area of the state, that's going to happen at times. So if they're not used to it by now, um, it's time to get used to it. But, you know, knowing that program, they know they've got a tough schedule every year. So they're, 
So it's something they're not too concerned about. They know they have a tough schedule. You know, that's the way it turns out some years. Yeah, it's frustrating, but, you know, it could be a lot worse. You know, they, they, they've had a lot of good moments in the sun where they've built themselves up by playing teams like this. And iron sharpens iron, yep. and they know it. And they'd rather have this tough schedule than play it than play a weaker schedule. So, you I know, mean, they, they played about the same. They played the same schedule last season, and then went to the state title game. So, yeah, I mean, la- yeah. la- I mean, so that's the thing. So, and that's a good point yeah. too that that last year's schedule and this week this year's schedule kind of the same because the state kind of puts schedules two years at a time, and who knows how redistricting will will set things up next year. But that is a good point that Boyden Hall, Rock Valley, and all teams who have played in tough districts have had to deal with the same thing in Iowa for the last two years. Um, yeah. Sergeant, so, Sergeant Bluff plays a tough, a pretty tough schedule too. I mean, you know, usually Helan's pretty tough there and yeah. they're a little down this year. So you, you just take it how it comes year by year. Cause each team changes a bit, you know, Western Christian is way better than they were last year, but central lion is down. So uh, just because record wise, so you just, it, it all, it all balances out throughout yeah. time. You, yeah. you just, you just take it how it goes. So. Another team who has had a pretty difficult schedule to start the season, but they've handled it well, it's the Dakota Valley Panthers. And as Sioux Falls Christian comes into town uh, on Friday night, and I think Beersford uh, knocked him off last week. Which Beersford which, knocked which, off Sioux Falls which Christian. Was, yep. Which was a big surprise. How big was that? How big of a surprise was that? No one thought Beer, anyone outside Beersford. They said they thought Beersford was going to win that game. I think they're lying. Because – no one outside uh, Beersford thought Beersford was one in that game. So it was, it was a huge shock. It's such a huge shock that Beersford knocked off Sioux Falls Christian and is still not ranked this week. So that's how much of a surprise it was. Usually when you pull off that kind of win, like, oh, that team must have been somewhat good. Yeah, that, or pretty good or something. Beersford's still not ranked after that win. And Sioux Falls Christian dropped all the way out of the rankings. So it was a pretty big surprise, and hey, kudos to Beers for picking up that win. Yeah. You know, they, they're, they're, there's years that you know they're, 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 you think they're right there, but maybe this is the year that they're right there. I, I, I don't know. So um, we'll see. We'll see how they kind of do there. I think they are two and one on the season, but Max Preps is just an awful website. So you know, shout out to Max Preps for being just <laughs> just garbage. Uh, Beersford is two and two on the season. Is what is what they're record says here and they've got Elk Point Jefferson this week so from a Dakota Valley standpoint what do you see as a couple big keys for this game the big key is they cannot underestimate Sioux Falls Christian now after Sioux Falls Christian just lost this game they have to they have to um, view Sioux Falls Christian as a third ranked team again a team that was going to be right there with them again um, they have to take this – it's Dakota Valley, so I'm pretty sure they're going to be taking Sioux Falls Christian pretty seriously with all the success Sioux yeah. Falls Christian has had throughout the years. Um, you know, the biggest key is what Dakota Valley always does, establish the ground game, burn the clock up, you know, get in that end zone, play tough defense, dominate the line of scrimmage, same game plan for them every week. And, you know, it's worked for Jeff Vandenhall throughout the years, and I assume it will again. Um, you know, that's, that's what he's going to stick with, and that's what's worked. Uh, even against Millbank last week, you know, maybe they didn't put up as many points as people thought they would. But, you know, they still controlled the clock. They played good defense, and, and that led to a win for them. So they're going to try and do the same thing against Sioux Falls Christian. It's what they tried to do against Yankton, and, and, and they'll go from there. So, Finally, to round out the uh, Metro team, South Sioux, City, South Sioux City faces Crete. Uh, what do you know about this game? Uh, not much. I just know South Sioux is kind of looking for a win in this one again. I mean, 
they're trying to bounce back. The last two weeks have, have, have been pretty lopsided for them after picking up their first one of the season. So we'll, we'll see what they can do here. Crete is uh, Crete is one and two on the season, so it's another chance. But Omaha Gross Catholic was all and two on the season. They they absolutely handled South Sioux. Um, they got to out to the early lead and went with it. Um, they did lose to Plattsmouth 41-15. Um, they also have a 35-14 loss to Norris. Um, their season opening win was against Lexington 33-14. So um, just looks like they're struggling to score points. We'll see if South Sioux can do anything against them. Um, the first week, the offense looked great for South Sioux. Since then, they've really been struggling. I think their best scores have been coming off deep passes. So maybe tre- keep trying those deep passes, but uh, their, their offense just isn't moving the ball right now. Um, last year, uh, like I said, um, you know, Crete's, Crete's had trouble offensively, but last year they beat uh, South Sioux 56-8 in a 3-6 and six season. So South Sioux's got to find a way to get that bounce back here. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, the schedule's – this is another chance for it. Let's see what they can do. It's a team that struggled last year, team that's struggling this year. We'll, we'll see how they can bounce back after a, another lopsided loss. So. You're listening to the Sioux City Journal SCJ Preps podcast here on SiouxCityJournal.com, Anchor, and wherever else you get your podcasts. I'm Zach James alongside Justin Ruetz. Justin, let's talk about some area games now. Um, I'll let you pick where you want to go here in the area. What do you see as um, some pretty big games? I have five games here on my list. Uh, Galen West Sioux, Westwood, Missouri Valley, Remsen, uh, River Valley, OABCIG, it's Storm Lake and Sioux Central facing South O'Brien, which ones of those games uh, catch your attention? The OABCIG Storm Lake game is very interesting to me. This is going to be the toughest competition that OABCIG has faced this season. Um, they, you know, they, they've racked up some big points and big yardage, but this is going to be by far the best team they face. This is a Storm Lake team that knocked off Alta, really, and, and they're 3-0 on the year. You know, Winslow, they beat Humboldt last week. Yeah, yes, they pounded Cherokee. That struggled, and so is OABCIG. But, you know, Alta really is, isn't an easy opponent. Humboldt's not an easy opponent. So this will be a good test for OABCIG, especially on the road. And, man, even though it's been three teams that aren't the strongest, their offenses look just great. Yes. And Cooper DeGene is such an athlete. So I'm really interested to see how that, that plays out. It's going to be can OABCIG keep its offense ex- explosion going? What's its defense going to do against – it's a storm like that's not lighting teams up, but it's putting up decent stats or decent stuff. They've run the ball very well. Cole Weigert, 283 yards. Colton Dreeth, 240 yards. Uh, ben Raveling, very good catcher for the baseball team, by the way, 243 yards. And David Soto, 151 yards. There's four guys right there, you know, 34 rushes, 35 rushes, 32, 54. Those four guys have run the ball more than, than David Soto has passed on the season. He has 28 passing attempts, three touchdowns and one interception. And So, you know, will OABCIG be able to stop the ground game that uh, Sergeant Bluffs has? But will, Sergeant, will, will Storm Lake be able to stop the passing attack that OABCIG has? Uh, like I said, Cooper DeGene, he has passed for 779 yards this season. He's also rushed for 186 yards. And so will they be able to slow him down? He's got some targets, targets to Jake Neiman, Easton Harms, and William Grote. Um, and, and also Cameron uh, Sharkley, who's got four touchdown ca- catches. So he can spread the ball around. What will this offense look against a team that is, is easily the strongest opponent all season? I believe Ridgeview, East Sac, and 
Cherokee. They, I think they're a combined 0-9 on the season. Uh, no, I'm sorry, 1-8 and eight on the season. ESAT got a win against Ridgeview last week. So, Yeah, and OABCIG's offense is really impressive, and, and Cooper did very well last, last week having five total touchdowns. Um, I'm sure Storm Lake's defense is, is – has has its attention on high alert on on that quarterback right there. Yeah, they really do. It's they're really gonna have to pay attention to Cooper DeGene, see how it plays out. Um, yeah, uh, he's the focal point for them, and now you have four running backs to pay attention to on defense for them. So I, I'm I'm really interested to see how that game plays out and see see what OABCIG can do in the game, or maybe Storm likes a four and zero team right there. So um, that, that'll be really interesting to see. It will be. It will be. Let's uh, shift how- our. How many times can I say really interesting, by the way? <laughs> I, I, I haven't counted, and, and hopefully this doesn't turn into a drinking game for anyone, but, uh, but hopefully no one's keeping a, a tally of that. Uh, let's, let's move back to the west, western side of uh, the coverage area. Galen Westu, Westu again, number one in the state, uh, voted on this week in the Associated Press High School poll. Um, that I think they were – I think Westu got eight of the nine first place votes. New London got the other first place uh, vote. Dyke, I Dyke New Hartford. Dyke New Hartford, that's who it is. That's who it is. That's got the vote. Well-deserved, too, because that's a really good program, too. Uh, what do you see in this game between the Jays and, and Westu? I see a Jays team that really needs to bounce back after uh, getting a safety for its points last week against Woodbury Central. Uh, they got absolutely stymied against Woodbury Central. Their offense was basically non-existent. They passed for 48 yards. Uh, Derek Van Orb did rush for 83 yards, but after him, the offense was non-existent. Against the West Sioux team, you need to win a blowout, and they absolutely need to get in the blowout. I don't know if they can do it. I can see West Sioux running away with this game early. Yeah, I do too. I think West Sioux won't, won't have much of a problem this and week. Galen is 2-1 and one on the season, so you know they, they come in with a 2-1 record. West Sioux is 3-0, you know, so we'll see if you know, this is kind of one of those games where what where Galen Catholic has to do it's kind of a prove me moment. Not not just yeah. maybe not if they win, but if they can put up 30 40 points, maybe show us something that yeah, they do have because they got MMCRU and they and Akron Westfield who are both struggling. Then you got South O'Brien, but then you got Hinton and Hartley Melvin Sanborn. So there's, there's a chance to make the playoffs here, and you need to, you need to have a big bounce back after a really tough defeat that was very central. Yeah, as long as the Jays play a game where they can be happy with what they see on film going into the weekend, I, I think they'll be <laughs> I think they'll be fairly happy with what happened, what transpires. Uh, yeah, yep. Through the weekend, I think so too. I didn't have this game written down, and I apologize for not doing so. But talk to me a little bit more about Western Christian and and what, what they have to offer uh, going into week four. You know, it just seems like they have a uh, – it kind of seems like a well-balanced offense. A few guys doing a, a lot of things. You know, they kind of flew under the radar to start the season. But now it seems like they got a decent passing attack, you know, a decent run game. Uh, you know, they, they've got Kobe Backham who rushed for 109 – who's rushed for 109 yards this season. He, he was key last week. They, they kind of spread the ball around on the ground. Tyson Bohr has passed for 484 yards and five touchdowns. Those are three interceptions. But their main thing has been their defense because while they did score a good amount of points against Boyd and Hall Rock Valley, they, they had 10 against Helan. You know, they've, got, they've allowed seven points on the season, zero yeah. to MLC Floyd Valley, zero to Helan, seven to Boyd and Hall Rock Valley. That's a pretty potent offense. So it's been their defense that's key. And, you know, I mentioned Central Line, them needing a win, and this, is, this would be a big moment for them. Um, but, you know, Western Christian's defense has been so strong. We'll see what they can do from from there. Um, 
like I said, they, they've been well-balanced offensively. There's nothing that really shoots out shoots out at you offensively. They've just been well-balanced with what they've been. And they've got uh, five interceptions and three fumble recoveries. So that's eight turnovers on the season. So they've been able to force turnovers. And, you know, Tristan Mulder has been pretty good. In the, you know, that's, that's a guy who wrestled for a state championship last year. Tristan Mulder has been very good defensively with them with, you know, 22.5 tackles. So um, defense has been the name of their game. Um, offense, I, I still need to see a little more of them. because they're, they're still kind of a mixed bag. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get a feel from them offensively yet. So, <laughs> but if they miss, even even if they are mixed bag, since the defense is performing really well, they don't have to necessarily worry about the offense right now. They probably will have to in about a month. But if those defense can carry them two weeks for about exactly. a month, a month and a half, two weeks exactly. Well, West that's two. still <laughs> well. Okay. Well. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, they do need to work yeah, on some yeah, stuff. They, uh, yeah, they, they've got time to work. they got Central Line and Unity Christian. You know, Central Line will give them a good test this week. We'll see how they come out of it. But, you know, they did score 34 against Boyd and Hall Rock Valley. So, they, they have some abilities to score. So, um, and in that game, I, I believe, uh, you know, Cody McCann rushed for 75 yards. And Tyson Bohr was only 8 of 21 passing, but he passed for 225 yards. Bishop Heelan's defense is pretty good. So, you know, you know yeah, it's it's t- it's tough to get a gauge on it. We'll we'll find out more against such a line, I believe. I don't know if we've talked about Westwood much in the podcast so far. They're fifth in Class A, I believe. Um, they they host Missouri Valley coming up on Friday night. I I, I didn't get to see much of Westwood during the baseball season, but it, it it appeals to me that the Rebels have athletes at that school there in Sloan. Yeah, they do, and this is a two-one Missouri Valley team. So this is a good game for Westwood right here. Um, Carter Koppel is really the big thing on them offensively. He's attempted four passes. He's completed four of them, three for touchdowns, 190 yards passing, no interceptions. They don't pass the ball much. Basically, the pass is basically something to open up the run just enough because Bruno Munoz has rushed for 240 yards, Koppel 184. Their defense has been very good. They've been able to turn the ball, get some turnovers there. Luke Lyon with four interceptions. Sam Miller with three interceptions. You know, they've got nine interceptions total, two fumble recoveries. That defense has been really good. Sam Miller in there. Carter Koppel has been a very good defensive player from two. He just has a nose for the football. But, you know, Ben Brecky and Sam Miller have really stepped up for them. Jackson DeWald, they've got a lot of tackles for losses on this team. So defensively is where it starts for them. Then play mm-hmm. ball control offense. They run the ball a lot, you know, uh, Brulio Munez and Carter Koppel running the ball. That's going to be the key for them on there. And it's worked out very well this season. Um, now, Missouri Valley has been able to uh, put some points on the last week. They had 55 against Riverside. We know Riverside's tough. Uh, no, I'm sorry, not tough. They're, 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 having, they're a little rough. You know, they gave up 42 points to River, Riverside last week. So this is a pretty big game for, for Riverside to kind of prove it. They've only thrown the ball five times, so they run the ball. Nick Haynes is the big one there, along with Gavin. Bartolini, their quarterback. So, you know, that's going to be another game for Westwood to prove their rush defense. And they've done a pretty good job of proving that rush defense so far three weeks into the season. Every time you mention Riverside, I keep thinking you meant, you're talking about Highland. Highland and why would yes, Highland come, yep. over to, come over to, to the western side of the state? But there is a Riverside high school in Highland. I think it would just be it's weird if Highland and Riverside yeah. would play each other. Yes, yes. It's I extremely agree. confusing. Trust me. I agree with you there. I think the same thing, too. <laughs> And, and it, it doesn't help either that one of my high school football, one of the coaches 
guys who coach high school football when I was coming through Montezuma is now the head coach at Highland Riverside. So um, when, whenever you think of Riverside, I think of I, my first thought goes to Highland instantly. Uh, coming back here to the western side of the state, uh, Rams and St. Mary's facing River Valley. The Hawks ranked uh, second in class uh, eight man. Um, the Hawks have it going on right now. They just do. Yeah, they do. They they rolled last week, and I have a feeling they're going to roll again this week against a River Valley team that Harris Lake Park really took it to them, forty nine to six. I just don't know how River Valley can keep up with uh, Rims and St. Mary's offense. That's a game I'm really looking forward to, Harris Lake Park and Rims and St. Mary, because those teams' offense both look really good right now. Um, yeah, we'll see how Rims and St. Mary's offense. Uh, uh, Looks against that one. This one should be another another game they roll. And they they beat Kingsley Pearson sixty one to two last week. Seventy three points against Boyer Valley. I think you know this is this is an offense that you know Blaine Harpenau, Jeremy Nalk, and will run the ball. He'll pass a couple of times, complete them for touchdowns, and and I think the defense will will hold it. I think this will be a blowout in favor of Rems and St. Mary again. They've they've really been impressive yeah. to start the season. Yeah. South O'Brien uh, enters the uh, AP poll at number 10 uh, this week. Um, what do you know about South O'Brien and their game against Sioux Central coming up this week? Uh, uh, they, they came off a good season from last year. And Tristan Wilson's been just a dynamo running back. 83 rushing attempts, 584 yards, six touchdowns. He's really built off uh, of a good campaign last year. And he's really carrying this team offense. They've passed the ball 24 times. Jackson Hosher has completed 16 of those for 198 yards, but they really rely on Tristan Wilson offensively. Uh, defensively, they've been they, – they shut out Alto really last week, which isn't an easy task. Um, so their defense has been decent. This, the Sioux Central team should give them a test, though, uh, in that aspect. They were held to two points against Pocahontas um, since then 18 and 29. So the offense hasn't been exactly clicking. But the defense has been good the last couple of weeks, line only eight points. Um, they run the ball. Sioux Central runs the ball out too with Jaden Harder. Um, 93 attempts, so he's got more than his counterpart in this one. So this is kind of ground game versus ground game, main, mainstay running back versus mainstay running back. I mean, it's which team stops the run better, which team keys on it better, um, which team doesn't get fooled because even when they don't run, they're going to try a deep pass in that one, right. um, especially if you're South O'Brien. So which defense keys on the run better is going to be the one who wins this game. I'm leaning towards South O'Brien in this one. Um, and, yeah, I, I, I believe South O'Brien had, is what's coming off a pretty good season last year and wanted to build off it. Um, that aspect, uh, bear with me here. Just uh, Actually, they were four and five last year, so a little rough for the season. Maybe I'm thinking of Sioux Central, but um, Tristan Wilson rushed for 1,485 yards last season. So, yeah, he's been carrying this team the, the past couple of seasons, so. Well, good, good for South O'Brien and good for Tristan uh, as, as they've had some success so far this season, obviously, uh, entering the uh, AP poll this week. Anything else you have your eye on as we uh, preview week four? There's some here and there, but that pretty much covers it in terms of games. I'm kind of you know looking out for, see what happens. Spencer Humboldt is one I'm kind of kind of gauging a little bit on, on how good Spencer is. Uh, they started the season 0-2. They picked up a win last week. It's be another good spot to get a, get a win and go 2-2. Two and two. You know, They're usually a pretty solid team, so I'm looking at that um, as a key game right there for, for Spencer. So, uh, And I, 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 I want to see how Harris Lake Park keeps it going against Sarweeva, who I think is down this year, so it's not as big a game as it usually would, but that's another game to kind of keep an eye on. And In Nebraska, you've got, you know, BRLD has really started the season pretty well. Homers at Creighton, that's a big game right there for those two schools. 
in that aspect. Uh, in South Dakota, let's see if Alcester Hudson can bounce back against Gabriel Vallon. Um, uh, they, they suffered their first loss last week. So we'll see how it kind of goes with those in, in that aspect. So, yeah. Make sure to check out SiouxCityJournal.com for our score stream app on the website, which is really cool. I'm glad we, yeah. we're partnering with ScoreStream. It's a really cool feature that we have on the website. You can check out any score from the area. It is a really, really cool feature. And, of course, we'll post the scores uh, from the Associated Press after all the games are done on Friday night as well. For that. For Journal Sports Editor Justin Rust, this is Journal Assistant Sports Editor Zach James. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We hope you'll keep listening throughout the season.